S-A-M-I-R-Y-E. And it is the one-year anniversary of that podcast with Samirai. This is episode 52. One year in the sense that it's been 52 episodes. I'm sure it's been a few extra weeks since we actually started doing the podcast. But it doesn't matter because we're going to count it as the 52nd week in a row on Thursday uploading a podcast. And yeah, this has brought a lot of things into perspective and just kind of thinking about, you know, what I want to do in year two and beyond. And I think really, you know, emphasizing still what my passion is, my passion for business, my passion for art, and how those two things intertwine. You know, I think artists should get paid. A lot of times artists are just about expression. They don't think about the business side of it. I still like bringing attention to that. And then also just kind of like my personal updates on like things going on with me and things I see going on in the entertainment world when it comes to the business side of it or the art side of it. Um, I love entertainment. So video games, music, films, all those kind of things. More of that year too. Hoping maybe get some more guests back on the air. And um, yeah, just keep getting into it. And I'm really excited for this week's podcast because there's so much to talk about. I don't know how long this one will be. I don't want to make it too long, but there's so many things going on right now. We have a great thing, a great boom in entertainment. Lots of games that are out. Um, I'm, on, I'm on Apple TV, giving Apple TV a try, enjoying that so far. I think all the apps are bringing things out, a lot of stuff going on. And a bunch of things going on in my personal life, too, with art and everything like that that we are going to get into. So let's start off with Apple TV. That's the most recent thing I have done before recording the podcast. I was just watching a show called Severance on Apple TV. Um, and, you know, like a lot of these apps, um, it's easy to sign up. I got three free months on my iPhone. And um, I think T-Mobile, for some new customers, is doing one year of Apple TV for free. So, you know, they're, they're saying, hey, give us a try, right? And I went on there for this show called Severance. Um, and it's a really good show. It's only six episodes. I think five episodes are out right now in my time of recording. But so far, I really love it. Great production value. And if that's what Apple's trying to do, if they're trying to make really good quality content, that's a great thing, right? So after that, it's five bucks a month. I mean, Paramount Plus, I enjoyed. That's like $5 a month. I think Peacock Premium might be like $5 a month. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, this is going to be just like cable back in the day, right? I think $20 now for Netflix. And, you know, if you factor in four more of them, that's like 40 bucks. But $40 for a streaming service where you can watch things on demand is way better than what we We used to pay hundreds of dollars for cable. And with cable, you get a lot of commercials, a lot of junk that you don't want to see. And with this, this new ecosystem, they're really in a position where they have to keep creating content they think people are going to want to see. They can't have so much filler stuff. Um, and I think there's, there's everyone's trying to bring something else unique to it. So I think so far... Apple TV looks like they're really trying to go for that premium content. Paramount Plus, I feel like, is kind of traditional TV, but but as good as possible whenever they can. Um, and they they have other other like funny shows, Comedy Central, I think, is on there. I think Nickelodeon's on there. I mean, you're getting all that for five dollars. And then um, you know, Peacock has their deal with WWE, which I like, and um, all the other shows from NBC that are on there. So yeah. I don't mind it. I think it's a better ecosystem, and you always can turn these things off if you don't want them, where with cable and stuff, you were in contracts for a long time, so I think it's a lot better. I mean, even Hulu has good shows. I know I like Dave on Hulu. Um, they have some other stuff on there that I think is pretty good, and then I'm thinking also about Amazon. Amazon had the Kanye West Drake concert, which I haven't had a chance to see. I did see the Kanye West documentary on Netflix. Again, content is just booming everywhere. And I feel like there's other movies that are coming out soon. You got Doctor Strange around the corner. 
Um, the Batman just came out. I haven't had a chance to see it because I'm waiting for it to go to HBO Max. I heard it was going to come out in six weeks, and I thought, I don't mind waiting for that. Spider-Man No Way Home just came out um, for buying. You can buy it now. I don't think it's for stream anywhere, but they have the one with the special edition footage. It's on Amazon Prime. I purchased my movies through Amazon Prime. But you probably could get a similar version through whatever movie purchasing app that you prefer if you do purchase movies. I used to purchase all my movies, um, like all like the Marvel movies, but now that I have Disney Plus, um, basically, I don't buy them anymore. But Spider Man isn't going to be on Disney Plus, so I just went ahead and purchased it. Plus, it was so good, I wanted to watch it as soon as possible. I know I watched it a few times. I'm interested in the special features. That's one thing I always like to watch when I when I get these these different movies. So yeah, there's all good things that are out right now. A lot, a lot of content. So much stuff to go over. Just on the movie side of things. On the video game side of things, I think equally just a ton, a ton of games that are out right now. So many sales. Uh, even some demos. There's a new Final Fantasy multiplayer game that has a free demo on PlayStation. If you didn't know about that, I don't even know what it's called. I downloaded the demo and didn't get a chance to play it yet. Uh, I heard it's like a three-player cooperative. Like, there's a gear team of three fighting another team of three, Final Fantasy style. And that sounded cool. I've seen no pictures, no videos. I just went and downloaded it. Um, I didn't even look at it. So I get a chance to check that out soon. I'm personally playing Elden Ring. And I'm playing the new wrestling game, WWE 2022. Um, and that's, I'm happy to say, uh, you know, for anyone who's ever been interested in wrestling games, it is a return to good wrestling games. A really fun creative player. I'm going in there, you know, making a bunch of stuff. Um, taking pictures, there's a photo mode, there's like, like, like you kind of can stop the game and it records the last minute of whatever you did. You can put the camera anywhere, which I love that in a video game where it's able to do that. Halo Infinity, I think, was the first game that I knew that could do that, where you could put the, put it on and you could like record like five minutes of footage and put the camera anywhere at any moment, which has happened. It's such a cool feature. You can take a lot of cool pictures. I like doing that in games. So WWE has that plus a in-depth creative wrestler suite. And the actual gameplay I think is very solid. And they got rid of a lot of the annoying features that they've had in the past years that I think really tripped up the game. Like the pin system is, is better. So it's like it's like a kind of a classic you button mash to kick out of your pin. Um and I think that's way more better than this other system that they had. But overall, that's what I'll say about that game. That's a really good game there. Um and there's a bunch of other stuff that's out right now. On PlayStation Now, I got back into Lost Planet 2. Now, Lost Planet 2 is a game from PS3, which I don't think you can buy it anywhere. You can only stream it on PS Now. And I went back to that game. And I talk a lot about Fortnite on this, on this podcast sometimes. And I really feel like there's a lot of influences in Fortnite from Lost Planet 2 that I never thought about before until I went back and played it after playing Fortnite. Uh, I think it might be one of the first games that had so many emotes. A lot, a lot of emotes that you could get. You could unlock emotes. They had loot boxes, but you couldn't buy them. They were all in-game. You would earn them. You unlock um, emblems, name tags. You unlock lots of clothes, different kinds of guns. So much stuff to unlock. It's a cooperative game. It's a third-person shooter. Um, the way you play and you move around, um, I guess it's a little, you know, third-person shooter-esque. But then also what's important is there's a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of secrets, weird vehicles, 
And um, and that's kind of what Fortnite does well, I think. That every few weeks they'll add something to the game without telling you necessarily. You might stumble across it. And I think that's super cool. And Lost Planet 2 was one of the first games that did that. But it didn't do it through updates. It put it all in the game and then launched it. Which I thought was amazing. It was amazing when I was playing that game. I was playing so much. At, for weeks and weeks and weeks. I kept coming across secrets and Easter eggs. And I would even see some videos online of things I didn't know you could do. Um, ways that players could get together. Two or three people get together and activate something. That's the only way that you could activate it. Um, these are all features and concepts I've only seen in Fortnite since then. And it's such a long gap between Lost Planet 2 and Fortnite. So I don't know if anyone there would ever admit it. But I definitely feel like um, Lost Planet 2 is one of the best video games ever made. Uh, the storyline isn't that great, but it's all about multiplayer fun. And when you think about Fortnite, and I feel like it's that's what it is. It's all multiplayer fun. There is a better storyline than Lost Planet 2, but it's told very loosely. And not really something that's at the forefront of Fortnite. Except for a lot of like CGI cutscenes and YouTubers kind of filling in the blanks. Um, they don't really make you go through the story so much in Fortnite. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like they improved upon Lost Planet 2 in lots of ways. And still, Lost Planet 2 holds up, even though it's a PS3 game. It looks very solid. A lot of interesting monsters, interesting vehicles, interesting mechanics. Very fun thing to play. I turn on PS PS Now every once in a while. I think it's the best, you know, like paying monthly video game service. I tried Microsoft's, and I think Microsoft's will be really good in about a year or two. Once all the Bethesda games are on there, um, that's going to have a good, a really good like archive of games to pick from. And it really just might be that I have a PlayStation, and my Xbox I have, I don't play it as much. I'm not really like, in the habit of playing it. So maybe someone could argue that the Xbox game service is just as good, if not better, um, because they also have PC games that you can get if you have a Windows computer. So they're definitely both good, solid services, I guess, either way that you go. I imagine you would just turn one on, play it for a little bit, turn it off, and then try the other one if you had both systems. There's no really no reason to choose. Um, but they're both good services, and through that, I've downloaded a bunch of games. I actually got an external game hard drive for my PlayStation. Um, I think I got four terabytes, something like that. So I installed a lot of old games, and I'm I'm playing these like, you know, five, ten minutes, half an hour, and kind of jumping around through them. I haven't had a chance to really sit down and get really in-depth with any of these games because I've been working on a lot of stuff from the art and business side of things for samiride.com, getting ready for the second year of the podcast. This is like the beginning of my like fiscal year. I start planning out my next year, figuring out things I want to do. And some other projects I have going on that I don't really want to talk about too much until they're kind of official. But yeah, a lot of new interesting things happening for me this year. I'm really excited about all this stuff going on. I, I'm really happy, you know, for the podcast and for people out there talking about things when it comes to what they're doing. I have to say that the biggest thing I learned from the podcast is trying to be consistent, holding myself, being responsible for something for a year straight, completely by myself, 52 weeks at least, with a few bonus episodes here and there. Um, very, very fun. I even made some episodes that never aired. Uh, stuff that we you know we never got to put out, or some episodes that had like technical issues. They had to make like two episodes that week. Um, yeah, and listening to other podcasters who talk about building a podcast, you know, sharing ideas with anyone out there who would want to do it. Um, and if some of my friends even commented some of these, some of them that I also heard on YouTube too from other other YouTubers and everything. But some of the best tips I thought was you know having guests on the show, 
so that they would have like their friends and stuff would want to listen to it. And maybe those friends might stick around and keep listening to the podcast. I know one of our listeners, I, I met them through a Discord channel and we sort of watch each other's podcasts and they have a video podcast. And that's a cool way. Like, you, know, like you get exposed to somebody. We got exposed to each other through a person on uh, Twitch. That's Twitch on, um, on Twitter who also had a Discord channel. So I guess a natural way that you grow the podcast is by, you know, talking to other people who are in the circuit and then maybe they might show you their podcast to other people too. That's one way to grow your podcast. The other thing I think is niching down and really focusing on what it is you want to talk about. And for me, it's always entertainment. It's just like what my what I want to do. I always call it the podcast with Samurai because it's really like whatever I'm into that week, what I'm doing and my take on things. So I don't think my podcast will ever be something that would go like viral unless you know who I am. And if you know who I am, you know who I am because of hopefully the, the books that I'm putting out, the music I do, the films that I do, those things. If you like me and then you find out I have a podcast, then you might be like, oh, that's cool. I, I modeled that after Bill Burr. I like Bill Burr a lot as a comedian. And he was like probably the first podcast I came in, I came across like 10, 15 years ago maybe. And I thought it was so cool that he had a podcast and everybody was listening to it. And he kind of just journaled his life and talked about things that he was into and things coming across his radar. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. So I have no intention of making like a podcast that like the whole world listens to. I like it because I get to do it by myself. I get to keep this all for myself. And then also like my friends and family, anyone who's interested on my, my takes and stuff like that. Sometimes I'll talk to a friend and we don't have a chance to talk. And then I'll talk about what I was going to talk to them about on the podcast. And then when they have time, they can hear my take on it. And then they'll message me. That's usually my friend Anthony does it the most with me, I think. And that's really cool. I think it's a fun thing to have. And um, and because of Anchor, like I say in the commercial, you know, Anchor makes it super easy to do it. And I think it's super cool. I saw some people saying that getting reviews for your podcast can help grow your podcast. And I think that's on Apple's platform which I'm on Apple's platform, but I never really looked into it too much. So maybe I'll look into that a little bit more this year, see where that goes. But really, you know, besides the podcast, this year I'm looking forward to a lot of new opportunities and really getting into more of a video component. Um, I think what I would like to do is go right back into doing music videos because music videos lets me have something to film and something to edit. I started editing in that this one wrestling game they're playing, uh, the WWE game. Um, I started editing the story mode that my daughter's in, kind of making like a, a memento for her. So as she gets older, she can see that one, that year's storyline and it has her in it, and then you should get a kick out of that when she's older. Um, but really, the whole purpose of it was I was playing the game, and it gave me a reason to practice using Adobe Rush Premiere. That's what I was using for that. Just trying to get a work process, like a workflow of having footage I could edit. Um, I can sit down and go through it and get it online and kind of just get into a habit of doing that. So that's been a really fun thing where I'm, I'm taking the hobbies and, you know, mashing them together. And it's giving me a reason to practice in Adobe Rush Premiere. So that's awesome. And, you know, and overall, like one of the most interesting things is as I as I do art as I do drawing, I do video editing, I do music. And I start dabbling with all these different things. I have to really ask myself at this point. Like, if I don't just pick one and really focus on it, will I ever reach a level of mastery? I definitely don't want to remove anything from my life because I enjoy all of them. I definitely enjoy drawing. I enjoy studying arts. I enjoy making music. I enjoy writing music and writing stories, writing books. 
Um, I really like that, like, you know, when you watch something like Marvel and you see all this stuff that comes out of a story, the visuals, the story, the music and everything, there's all these different people that do it. And I guess at one point, being in that, like, Todd McFarlane, that using him as, like, an archetype for me, that's what I would like to be in a place where I'm a director and I'm running a, you know, an organization that has a team of people together. And I can then talk to someone in all these different roles and work with them and speak their language and know their skill set. But until then, it's been really fun just going ahead and doing that myself and really trying to learn all those different things. However, I will admit that it is, it is frustrating sometimes when you're doing those things you don't feel like you reach a level of mastery in any one of those particular things. I, I feel very comfortable with my writing. I feel comfortable writing my stories now, doing my novel. Writing music and, and doing those things, I've done, I've done so much writing in my life. I think that's the thing where... It's always been the most constant thing. Lots of different forms of writing, but I've gotten so used to writing and telling stories and thinking about writing. And most recently, I spent a lot of years focusing on screenwriting in particular, which I think really helped take a lot of that experience and hone it into one type of writing. And then I was able to, you know, relate that to trying to write a novel again, learning a whole lot more about having good habits Again, being accountable, trying to sit down and do things over and over again on your own, meeting deadlines that you set for yourself, all really valuable skills that I was able to really develop over this year. And um, I, well, actually, it's, it's hard to keep track sometimes. I guess it's been about two years with uh, the pandemic and everything. The, you know, the, the podcast has been going on for a year, but all those things together, I think it really helped develop, you know, all, you know, the whole, the whole Samurai.com business, I guess, as you would say. And then there's, there's a lot of that questions, too. I'm at the point now where I'm trying to figure out, you know, how do I want to make this into something I do financially? Is it something that I want to be like a video for hire thing? I've done some video for hire work. Um, it's something I want to do like, you know, freelance where I'm doing like advertising. That was an idea I had. I had a lot of media skills and thought maybe I'd do like advertising for like other companies, like small local businesses. But I really, really do not know how far I want to go with the work for hire thing. I feel like having a job, having a steady income, and then trying to turn my art into a job where I'm being hired to work for other people again to make more income, I guess that's nice to have more income. But I feel like I'd rather focus on creating the art and the things that I want to create and then trying to sell them as merchandise, trying to create the products that I'm going to sell. So I don't know if I want to, you know, venture off and start some kind of multimedia business. It is a good practice, what I always tell myself, like, oh, if you're practicing this and that and stuff, but I don't know. I think that might be, at this point in my life, maybe three or four years ago, I feel like I would have had the time. But as I'm 36, 1 or 37 this year, I kind of feel like, nah, I don't know if I want to start up a whole other thing. I think I just want to focus on getting out everything from the Chrome reality, the Neo Chrome books. And anything that reinforces the Samurai brand, like the music and any other kind of writing that I do, and just kind of see how far I can take that for the next 10, 15, 20 years. And I don't know, I guess until I, feel like, I don't feel like doing it anymore. Um, and just kind of building all that content up. I don't you think I would want to, you know, walk away from a good job or anything like that and go into a place where I'm like back in the beginning doing like churches and like weddings and small little things, which I'll, I'll do them on occasion, you know, to make a few bucks here or there or just because I want to work with people. If I meet someone and I like them and they want me to do something for them, 
a lot of times it's just because I like the person. You know, I just want to do it for them. And then if they pay me, I, I prefer that. That's nice, obviously, if I get a few bucks for it. But I like working with people and trying out different things. That's fine. I do not like getting hired by a complete stranger and taking that passion, a thing that I like, and doing something I don't want to do for somebody if they're like a difficult client. I don't like that kind of stuff. I've had the experience before. A lot of times, like, like it's like, oh, it's a good experience. I'm again, I'm I'm older. I've done this many times, and I'm past the experience phase. I get what it's like. I I, I learn the skills of how to deal with clients that are rough and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, it's just not fun after having a forty-hour week, having kids, having hobbies, going to the gym. Me and my son are going to the gym now consistently. Um, teaching teaching my daughter code. She's doing like coding for robotics. Um, having all those things going on, it's like if I want to take another five, six hours to go out and do a gig with somebody, I don't want it to be with somebody I hate. I'd rather at least it be somebody that I'm having fun with. And that's why I like the music video thing. If I find an artist or meet someone who I enjoy their music or I think it'd be fun to get together and direct a music video for them, that's more worth my time than going out trying to make you know a little bit of money here or there and then maybe not enjoy the people. If I enjoy the people, that, that's different, you know, but... You have to name your price. You have to see what you're comfortable with and what you want to do with your time and your money. I think that's what I'll be doing more this year. But you never know. You know what I mean? That's why I like to look at this whole thing and look back at the episodes and see you know where things are going. I think over the year, the podcast, it's all been pretty consistent going in the same direction, which if I was making this podcast back when I was like 24, then I think for week to week, you would have much more jumps in what I was doing, maybe even for like month to month, probably more realistically. Um, but this year has been pretty focused on, you know, everything that just goes around, all the different things that I like to do. Um, as far as like other like entertainment things and stuff go, I have to go to a commercial break. I'll sit down and think if there's anything else I want to talk about for this week's podcast. Mainly I just wanted to kind of just vibe out with you guys and just share some things in my mind. But I definitely want to do a little rundown after the commercial break. So if you're interested, stay tuned. And thank you so much for showing up for the year anniversary of that podcast, Samurai. And we are back with part two of the podcast. And, you know, I was going to go back into talking about some things in entertainment. But I feel like I pretty much covered the things that I think are the best to talk about. I think I'm going to end out the podcast this year, ending the first year, starting the next year, with a topic that I've been coming across a lot recently. And I guess it kind of feeds into the show Severance when it talks about memories, right? Memories, talking about the past, thinking about things, understanding things about people, understanding relationships, all these things, right? When, you, when you're dealing with memories and you're thinking about all this stuff that you build up in your head, all these things that you hold people accountable for, I really think that it's, at least for me in my personal life, what I'm experiencing is really trying to understand how to grow and appreciate people for what they are in reality, and not so much we tend to make people in our head. You know, I have some old friends I've bumped into recently, people I've talked to, where, you know, after a long period of time and not seeing people, you know, you tend to have these characters in your mind, and you you might be remembering things that happened a long time ago that are no longer relevant. They simply have changed. They're just not, they're not there anymore. And then also there's new things, new exciting things to learn about people that, that's actually going on with them. And that can sometimes conflict with what we have in our mind from our past and our experiences. And really learning how to just sit with someone and accept who they are, just really try to accept who they are. I think I've learned that a lot over the last few years, but now I'm getting some time to practice that when I'm meeting new people 
a lot of times I would size people up. Like with brand new people, I'll size them up kind of, right? In a sense where I try to see what their angle is or what they're coming at me with or, you know, getting a feel for them. And that could go two ways. You know, if they're charismatic and, and they're and they're interesting, sometimes I might start my head start to overthink for them and, and give them more praise in my head than possibly they've earned yet because I'm seeing some good signs. And some people are good at, you know, either showing you those good signs or they may they may possess those signs, but it's I'm not taking the time to really get a full, accurate picture of the person because I'm excited about these good things I'm seeing in someone. Other times, I feel like sometimes you see people's damage, right? You see parts of them that are they're struggling with, things they're dealing with, and that might be a red flag in some situations where you say, okay, well, this person is going through something or they need to learn something about themselves. But I also find if someone is actually actively doing that, that it's going to be an interesting point to meet someone as they remake themselves or they fix certain things or work on certain things. And you really can appreciate the human in them because they're being in a very human position, right? Like a lot of times you see people that seem like they're more finished or they're just starting off. But when someone's going through a transition phase, I think that's also another period of time where you could look at somebody and really try to appreciate them for who they are and be a part of that journey if you have the time or you want to be there for them. There's lots of different ways to look at it. But my whole point is that, you know, in your mind, you have to understand that we make things out of people that may not be real. And we have to understand if you separate yourself from that, like watching the show Severance, and I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a really good concept they talk about where it's like, you know, when you go to work and you're at work, you're doing good work and you're you're dealing with a person, a customer, in that moment for just even like two or three minutes if you think about it, there's a point where you only exist in that job. You're only there basically working with that person. You're not actively thinking about anything else. You're just in that moment doing something, right? There's sometimes you might say, oh, I'm bored of my job or something. But I mean, when you're really actually in the flow, like when you're actually doing what you're doing. In that time, you're not really thinking about your whole life history. You may not be thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow. You're just in that moment and you are you. You feel like you're you. You don't question that you're you. You're just not thinking about all this extra stuff. I think so often when we're with people, people, you know, make comments as if like, like I might say something to someone too. I see this from everybody where I'll say something and they're looking for subtext that I'm not asking them to look for. They're wondering if I meant something else or if they're trying to see what angle I'm coming at them with. And I'm like, I'm just trying to talk to you right now. I'm just trying to tell you the thing that I actually said out my mouth. And I see a lot where people are like double checking each other and guessing. And I guess it's the world that we've created because of all the skepticism that's out there now. Because there's so many different ways to control perception. And there's also like tons of like these gurus and people who give out advice, talk about things all the time. So we have that too. We're like, we have all these like, like, you know, sound bites in our head of like, do this and do that and look out for this and don't do that. So I think those things are obviously helpful and they do serve a purpose. But it's like, when do you turn it off? When do you just sit down and just enjoy someone? You know, just enjoy the relationship that you have now and not put so much else on it. I think it's unfair to the other person, especially if they don't know that you're doing that, right? If they're just sitting down having a sandwich with you, right? They're, they're hanging out with you 
and they're just enjoying that moment, then they may not realize you're coming into that moment looking for something or you're coming into that moment hoping for something. It's not fair to them. They just think that you're talking about A, but really you're hoping that you get B and C out of the conversation. They may not realize that. They might be busy with something else that they were doing. Their whole mind might be a different process. It may be that if you talk to them at a different point, they might be able to be more receptive to that conversation. But a lot of times, you know, we come in and we want things and we're not even thinking about it. So I've been trying to be a lot more conscious about that, you know, with this part of the year. And he's really realizing that, like, you know, people that you meet, you know, when you really, the, the fun thing is you get to meet them. You get to have that first impression. You get to have that experience. You get to work with them, maybe do something with them. And see how it is. When things start to go south sometimes, which will happen in life, right? At that point, I think it's, it's time to say, okay, well, this is what I got from this. And this is ending for whatever reason. And maybe there might be a future for this, but I'm not worried about that. It's time to separate from myself from this thing and kind of, you know, go do your own thing. And then you kind of move on. I saw this really interesting interview between three celebrities. I won't get into their names um, because I'm going to work with these people all one day. And I don't I don't want to, uh, to you know, have these kind of audio clips floating around. I'm like talking about people's lives. But the interesting about that was there was an interview person, a host, and then a, like two celebrities, right? And they were all talking as if they were friends. But then at one point, the two that we know are, we, we think are kind of friends, kind of basically mentioned that like they don't actually hang out or call each other the way that they, they we would think they would. And kind of like, oh, like, why is that going on? And I feel like one of them kind of was more reaching for the other. I feel like the other celebrity wasn't so much really that broken up about perhaps not hanging out, you know, the way they thought they would. And then the same celebrity who wanted to be friends reached out to the third person, like the interview person. Like, I, I wish we had a personal relationship. I wish we were friends. And I couldn't tell if the host was receptive to it. I think the host was like, oh, it's cool to hang out every once in a while. But I'm also not looking for friends. I thought this is such a weird thing. I mean, there are successful people here. And obviously at least one person in this group wants to be friends. And you would think everyone wants to be friends with that person. But I don't think they, the other people didn't want them to be friends. Like, I don't think they disliked the person. I think they're probably just all super busy. They're probably all super busy and have so many other things they have to go through where maybe the person who wants the friends didn't have that same kind of time commitment or was better at you know juggling those things and making time you know, to have more other friends that are celebrities that are working in the business right now. And it was just a very perplexing situation where I felt like he's watching all of them. They didn't seem like they were on the same page at all. It seemed like they all had different views about their relationship. I think one of them mentioned, oh, I think we're good friends. And the other person said, well, we only hung out like two or three times. And then the first person was like, well, yeah, like that's like a lot more that I hang out. Most people like that's that's cool, right? Isn't that good? So I was like, that's such an interesting thing to watch. These three people do have this conversation. Because you have three different perspectives talking about the same relationship. And they don't seem to be all on the same page. But they were fine. It seemed like they all still understood as professionals. Like, oh, no big deal. You know, next time or whatever. And they were all very complimentary towards each other. Which, again, might just be them being professionals. Um, you know, if anyone was actually personally hurt in that situation, maybe. Um, but I also could see maybe some of them were almost offended, maybe. Maybe they thought, like, oh, you're kind of assuming a lot. You were kind of assuming that I have time to have friends and do all these things, and maybe that's offensive on, on their end. So, yeah, I can see how it go a lot of ways, but at the end of the day, you know, they were 
on that 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 panel talking to each other, I'm not sure how much of them were actually in the moment. You definitely could see them working and promoting their projects. And then there was obviously the person there who was looking for friends or thought they already were friends. But it's a lot to juggle. And it's all kind of ha- happening in their mind. It wasn't like just seeing three guys sit down and like have a soda, right? Like they weren't really just in the moment. They were all like in three places. Like they were there and in the past and the future because they had things they were promoting, but also talk about things that happened in the past, stories that happened in the past. And then, you know, the one guy was saying, oh, in the future, I kind of hope we hang out more with certain people there. And they, it seemed like the, the other guys were like thinking in the future, I'm already busy. So it's like watching three people exist in the past, present, and future all at the same time in like a three or four minute interview clip. And I was like, wow, that's just a lot to try to take in. Um, but, you know, I, I know I've done it. I know I've been there with in my relationships. I know I've had friends that, you know, I, I picture us doing something in the future. And then when we don't, that can be disappointing to me. And then I might talk to them and then they... They don't they don't even realize I was thinking that or they have a very different vision of the future or they're dealing with something else. And then I'm not realizing I'm not being fair to them by putting that on them. They didn't ask for that. Right. Um, or someone will be trying to grow and transition and not think about the past and say, oh, like, well, this is something that, you know, what about this? I see not only myself do this, but lots of my friends do this to each other where they bring up the past they bring up stories. They reference things that happened sometimes 10, 15 years ago. Um, longer maybe in some scenarios and they're still holding these people to decisions some reactions right split second decisions they made 15 years ago which in hindsight maybe they wouldn't make the same decision now and still using that to create the character of the person judging the character of the person based on these reactions and holding on to these things forever not in most harsh of ways probably but the fact that they were still adding these things into the mix I think really just kind of speaks to, you know, the fact that like they don't know each other currently, right? It's just, and they, they, they can't, they can't just let that stuff go and just say, what is it right now? Let's just take it at face value. What is it? I guess it has to happen on both sides too. Both parties would be interested in that kind of relationship because if one person's playing games and running angles and the other person's just sitting there trying to just take it at face value, they might feel like it's not an even playground, right? So I guess that's something I'm looking forward to this year is just, you know, Put that out there as good energy. You meet people, you go out there, try new things. Try to have as many new experiences as you can this year. Try to get into new relationships and see where they go. And, you know, your old relationships, you know, don't get rid of them. But, like, don't try to hold them to a standard. Let them be whatever they currently are. Let them also grow and nurture whatever kind of way they're going to grow and nurture. And call it out. You know, if I see someone that thinks that I'm, you know, I, uh, you know, judging them or I'm bringing things up or referencing things, I'll tell them, yeah, I'm not, I'm not thinking about that. I'm not worried about that. Forget that, right? Let's just enjoy what we're doing right now. And I think that's important because people need to sometimes know that. Just tell them flat out. I'm not trying to run an angle on you. I'm just trying to hang out. I'm just trying to enjoy what we're doing in the present. And, you know, whatever. Just get out there. Just be more direct and honest with people because they're dealing with the same things that we're dealing with. They're they're dealing with the same kind of perceptional issues based on the world that we live in, right? So I'm putting that out there for the year. I'm going to wrap up the podcast there. I don't want to take it on any longer than we need to. So next week, I'm not sure what we're going to do to kick it off, like like different or special. I guess organically, we'll probably just keep it going the way it needs to go until if there's a need to change and we'll do something different, we'll change it. Um, but I'm Sammy Rye. Hope you guys have a great week. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you tune in as often as you can, thank you for being there with me for the better part of 52 weeks. Uh, that right there is always going to be an awesome experience. All right. Take care. Peace. Peace. <laughs>